Star Wars 7x7, episode 342. Today, Muff Delian Mars breaking new canon ground. Punch it, Chewie. It's rebel-rousing fun for everyday Jedi. Seven minutes a day, seven days a week. Join Alan Voivod for today's Star Wars 7x7 podcast. Destiny Unleashed. Hey, Rebel Rouser. Welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod, and we are continuing to catch up with some belated birthdays today. Hey, your worship, I'm only trying to help. (laughs) He's just mad because I called him out yesterday. Alright, it is, or was, I should say, the birthday of Qui-Gon Jinn earlier this month. Yes, Mr. Liam Neeson has turned one year older, and certainly one year better as an actor, probably even a little bit more than that, because he's naturally honing his craft. In fact, he is considered a, a master actor by none other than George Lucas, and I guess he would no, <laughs> but uh, hired literally and figuratively to fill the Alec Guinness role in Star Wars The Phantom Menace. By that, I mean not just somebody to bring a level of gravitas to the film, but also somebody who would be a role model for the other actors in the film. So, happy birthday, Mr. Neeson. Hope you're having a, a wonderful start to your new year. Uh, let's see what's going on today in life on Tweetaweek. I'm not afraid. No, I think grateful is probably the better word for this one. This is from Star Wars Books on Twitter, SW Books, and they have posted a link to the 60-page preview for Dark Disciple, the next canon novel coming out in early July. We've got that link to the blog post for this show's episode at SW7X7.com. And, in fact, tomorrow's episode of the podcast, we are going to be talking about said preview of Dark Disciple. But uh, we do have some uh, last bit of Lords of the Sith stuff to talk about, so we'll get to that in a moment, but uh, let's see what we have in the swag bag before we get to this episode's force feature. I am not a committee! No, no, no one ever said you were a committee. He just said no time to discuss this in committee. But anyway, uh, we've got a fun t-shirt here. It's the Periodic Table of Star Wars t-shirt. This is a ladies t-shirt, actually, so uh, for the lady in your life, or if you are the lady in your own life... (laughs) Check this out at the blog post for the show's episode at SW7X7.com. If you remember your periodic table stuff, you remember that it's shaped all strangely and uh, groups people together, or groups uh, elements together, I should say. That's what the real periodic table does. And this periodic table of Star Wars does something similar, but with a bunch of the characters from the original trilogy. So do check that out. And with that, we are going to get into our Force feature on Moff Delian Moore's Breaking New Canon Ground. Now, this is kind of old news in a sense, because even before Lords of the Sith came out, it had been announced that it would contain the canon's first openly LGBT character, that being Moff Delian Moores. Now, we say openly because apparently somewhere in the now Legends line, there had been a reference to a couple of uh, Mandalorian gentlemen who were in a relationship together, and I guess it was glossed over in the sense that Nobody really made a point of saying, hmm, these people are homosexual or anything like that. It wasn't uh, specifically drawn attention to, I guess, is the the phrase I'm looking for. So that being said, now it's sort of been drawn attention to by the, the media community essentially around it. Because honestly, the way it's treated in the book is rather subtle and understated. And... I mean that, I guess, in the best possible way, because it's simply dealt with as though it's any other kind of relationship. And I think that's the kind of the first level of acceptance 
of this happening. And I think the second level, which I look forward to the day that we eventually get to, is the day where we're not even having to call it out in the media because that's just part of what is normal in the world. Now, granted, it's not everybody's thing, and and that's okay. And I know that there have been complaints about the idea that just because there is diversity in our world, it doesn't necessarily mean that there has to be diversity in the Star Wars universe. And you know what? I think that's kind of a, a fallacious argument. In fact, the best of what the science fiction and fantasy genres have to offer often contain social commentary and criticism about our world as we find it in whatever day that we happen to be reading it and whatever day and time it happens to be written. That all being said, I guess I have to admit, if I'm being perfectly honest, that I haven't fully integrated the idea of the existence of LGBT characters in the Star Wars galaxy into my own psyche. And the reason why I say that is because I was too conscious of how Moff Moores was portrayed in Lords of the Sith. I wanted her to be you know, a positive character because that's what you know I would certainly hope to see embodied in that first appearance and to have her start off as being fat and lazy and hedonistic and conspiring with criminal underworld elements that that kind of made me go oh come on is that how she had to start and then for the novelist Paul S. Kemp to reveal that this is really a grief response due to the loss of her partner in a terrible accident years ago and to show somebody who actually knows her well and understands what she might be going through and even to see the emperor of all people actually say yeah she's made mistakes I have a feeling after today she's going to get her act together I mean that was really kind of shocking and remarkable all around So I think the day that I know for sure that I will have fully integrated the idea that, yes, there are LGBT characters in the Star Wars galaxy, will be the day that I'm not actually thinking about how they are being portrayed, because I certainly don't sit around hoping that all the heterosexual characters are portrayed in a positive light. I mean, there's just people, and some people are good and some people are bad, and it doesn't have anything to do with their sexuality. So uh, when that day comes, you know, that's going to be a pretty awesome day. Okie dokie, let's talk some trivia. And what precisely am I supposed to know? Last time we asked you what creature attacked Luke while he was on Hoth Patrol, and that was a wampa, of course. Today's question. How many credits did Obi-Wan promise to give Han Solo once they reached Alderaan? Thanks so much for joining me on this episode of Star Wars 7x7. If you like nice men, leave me a great rating or review on your favorite podcasting app. It makes a huge difference in the life of a brand new podcast and helps me get in front of more awesome people like you. And don't forget to go to SW7x7.com for show notes and swag, plus our Star Wars breaking news Twitter feed. I am not a committee. I am Destiny Unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, and all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2014 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it!